shadowing us, right behind us, right on the side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black face. Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. Hey, good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch the TV for today's date, November 20th, 2022. Happy Thanksgiving, folks, because on the flip side, the next show we do, it'll be post-Thanksgiving. So yeah. happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, Chris, what's going on, brother? I am glad to be here, and I'm looking forward to Turkey Day. But I don't know if we're going to have a turkey or not. Uh, I looked at them, and the, the, the price has really increased lately, so we may just have a uh, Thanksgiving chicken. <laughs> oh, Everybody gets me. their own Thanksgiving pigeon. <clears throat> yeah, a Thanksgiving pigeon or a Thanksgiving uh, blackbird or whatever, uh, depending on what's available. Critter but, of the uh, day. Yeah, it's uh, it's really uh, it's been cold here lately, and that kind of sucks because uh, it's here. You know, I know I knew it was coming, but uh, don't have to like it. You know, I really don't like cold weather. But, uh, yeah, uh, well, folks, uh, tonight I was hoping to premiere a call-in line, and everything we tested it out. Me and the wife tested it out earlier on a test test program. It worked beautifully, <coughs> and. I don't know. All of a sudden, uh, when it came to showtime, everything tanked. 
right before the show, it said, no, denied. I I don't, I'm not sure what the issue is, Um, but everything went kablooey on it. The browser didn't want, I, I, I was on Google Chrome and it says, you know, your browser is blocked, you know, the, the microphone access. But I looked at the settings and they were fine. And then I, I tried Edge and it did the same thing. So I downloaded Firefox and got it into it. But by that time, you know, it, it still wasn't working. It's still like I still couldn't connect, even though I had the call in line in the, the, the chat. You saw it, Chris. It was yeah. there. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it wasn't piping the sounds through anymore. Well, and, you know, I think. Maybe with any new feature, there's going to be some bugs, and we'll get them worked out. Steve will get them worked out. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm not capable of working out technical issues like that on this yep. end. Yep. But uh, uh, unfortunately, what I may have to do is I may have to run everything on this computer. Yeah. Well, the idea is sound, and I think it's going to be really fun when we finally get a call in line working. Yep. And uh, I'm sure it's just a small issue. It's got to be. A that's the only advantage here. Blog Talk had over StreamYard was the yeah. ability yeah. to take in, uh, to take in the the, the calls. Um, yeah, but you know when, when you talk about technical difficulties, though, we had a whole lot more technical di- issues on Blog Talk. So yeah. you know that was every that was a weekly experience. Yeah, the, weekly. The audio weekly. was crappy, or the. Um, you know, or people something would happen during the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You gotta laugh, man. You gotta laugh. You can't. Nah, can't I, I, I don't to gotta you. laugh. That was my project the whole day. I was so excited. I was yeah. like, yes, we can get people to call in and it'd be kind of fun because now we can start taking calls again. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it, it'll come. It'll come. But, uh, Very disappointing day. Disappointing. We want to thank everybody for being patient with us and for hanging in there. Yep, thank yes. you. Uh, um, so we're we're gonna have an abbreviated version, I think, tonight uh, because of the the technical difficulties. Obviously, we're not gonna go to eleven thirty, um, and we'll probably go to ten thirty tonight. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, and you know what? The interesting thing is, is I wonder how the weather um, is affecting our hairy friends because talking to hunters, I know. Your deer season was screwed up by the heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've we've gone. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in the western part of New York. You hear yeah. what they're getting? Mm. Buffalo, I think, got like four feet of snow. Oh, wow. And there's oh. still snow. It's still snowing because oh, this Canadian system pushed almost directly down north yeah. into the entire state of New York, which is the reason why it's going down to 17 degrees tonight. Yeah. But the problem is, is they sit all above Lake Erie and they get all the lake effect snow and it comes down and it just keeps snowing and snowing and snowing. So, yeah. Well, when the snow it. gets on the ground too, it's always kind of exciting, you know? Yep. I had always thought that, uh, uh, when you, if you got an area, a research area that that's got a lot of activity in it, you know, when the snow gets on the ground, Oh my God, now that's so be so easy. You just walk out there and do like a grid pattern, grid search, and you're going to run across some tracks in the snow. Well, John Gray and I walked for miles doing that. And it would, the only tracks we came across were our own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was moving out there. <laughs> Which just goes to show you, animals are pretty smart. <laughs> Slick, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, 
can't uh, can't count on uh, they're having a uh, uh, not being smarter than the average bear because they are pretty smart. You know? Yep. Let's uh, let's do our roll call, Chris, while we're here oh, and thinking yeah. about it. Um, oh wow! Scroll back up here, and uh, oh, it's just so much chat going on. I, I'm having. <laughs> I don't I'm know if I can go all the way to the top on mine, Steve. Uh, I'm scrolling. Scrolling. There we are. Okay, so we have uh, M and Chris. Mick is in the Chris. house. B, Lynn. Hello, B. B. She's going to be B. driving. Grasshopper. Prairie Grasshopper. Fire. Angel Nolan. Prairie Fire. Angel. Uh, Good see. Mr. Lee 3PO. Lee Sandra 3PO. Piper. Jay Fritz. Jay? Hello, hello. Uncle Bones 2. Hello. Uncle Bones. Uh, Lou Ryder in the house. Will? We got Joe from Will? Western New York, Bigfoot in the house. Joe? I know there's more. Don Fuller, Nikki from Harry Man, Hoaxes and Hoodlinks. I was in her show, a little a very educational show today. Yeah. Joe Dryden, hello, Joe. Joe? Uh, Leon, Bigfoot Okanagan hey, in Leon? the house. Jen is in the house. Uh, Arthur Watch in the house. Brent from the Brent? Tall Ones in the house. Hey, Brent. Lockbeard, hello, Lockbeard. Good Lock to see beard. you, Jen. I think we said Jen already. Um, the that's you. <laughs> I was gonna say Kentucky Fried Texas. Yeah, I'm in the house. <laughs> Gary Johnson, hello, welcome. Gary, scrolling down, making sure I try to get everybody. Boy, the chat's hopping tonight. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? They had nothing better to do. Finding the trackway. Hello. Mr. Trackway. Trackway. All right. Welcome. My eyes in the house. My eyes. Good to see you. Do, 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 do. Oh, Brian and Chewy go hiking. I saw them. Yep, there they are. Raptor crazy. Hello. Hello. Um, oh. Aaron. Aaron Paul Daglian. Paul Daglian in the house. Hello. Paul? DM Zabo in the house. Hello. Uh, who else? Uh, the missus is in the house, of course. And Jerry. Uh, I think we said Michael Haywood's in the house. Michael. And uh, Jeff Trifoletti in the house. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. So uh, if we missed anybody, my apologies. Um, big chat tonight. So here we are. Um, so let me uh, let me build up this uh, little bit of information that we're we're going to review tonight. But uh, I, I got an email from a uh, from a uh, a woman uh, out in uh, Jackson County, West Virginia. She did say I could use the county. I was just going to use the state, but she she used the county. Yeah. And um, she said, you know, I, I heard you on the on the Bigfoot Influencers podcast, mm-hmm. and I wanted to to you to take a look at you know some of these um, videos uh, that were caught on a trail camera. Yeah. And uh, not so much what was on the video, although I think it's kind of pertinent to what's going on, which I find very interesting, because there are animals spotted on the video, but, you know, and it's not a Bigfoot right off the shoot. Or it's not a Bigfoot, okay. but the audio behind it is very, very interesting. Um, and I just want to call up one other graphic uh, while I'm. Uh, and of course, now I can't find the fold. Oh, there it is. No, that's not it either. So these are trail cam videos that had some audio on it too. Correct. Yeah. Very cool. They, they, they had audio behind it, 
and it couldn't be explained. So let me just, uh, there is one other picture I want to, there it is. Okay. So I'm not going to put that up just yet, but uh, I have it in reserve over there. So we're good okay. to go on that. But uh, anyway, so let me, let me build you up on this too, is uh, let's go to graphic. Uh, some of the graphics as we do the build up to the actual audio. So, um, you know, what we have here are um, <clears throat> two uh, trail cameras set up on, uh, they own uh, 600 acres of property. And as you can see, it's pretty remote. Yeah. Um, houses are spread apart. Um, there are some clusters here and there, like down towards the, and this has a north south orientation to it. Right. So, as you can see in the south, there's some clusters of homes in the south, but all this activity is to the north and to the even further north, it's even more remote. Hmm. So, I found that, that quite fascinating that, okay, so camera one location, camera two location, and you're going to see two videos. Um, we're actually going to show camera number two's video first and then <laughs> camera number one's video. So now you kind of have a, a grip of what, you know, where the cameras were, what, what you're listening to now. It's interesting. Yeah. We're, we're quite a, quite above on the satellite view there too. So that's actually a pretty decent, pretty good distance from those roads. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that's real important. I think it's, yeah. I think it's more important to be further, now, or at least a couple miles away. Now, and and speaking with you know the the person who submitted this, they're not looking for any attention. In fact, her husband doesn't believe there's anything necessarily there, but it's kind of the husband kind of had the attitude of, well, if it's out there, I don't want to know about it because I right. go back in those woods. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what his attitude is. So you know, it, it, they don't. You know, obviously, this is not for attention or anything like that. They just wanted some validation. What do you think? I, you know, I'm kind of stumped at this. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to show you these pictures first because I think it's really pertinent again in, um, building up this, this, this case here, um, over the summer prior to, uh, these recordings, she came across this. Ooh. And now whether or not that's a track or not, I really don't know without being on the ground to look at it. It's an yeah. older track, obviously, if it is one. But it certainly does kind of fit that mold. And yeah. um That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then she says, Well, I'm not really big on tree breaks and, and very intelligent woman. Yeah. Uh thinks in the way uh we do right um you know she so she's familiar with yeah she goes i, I don't buy into all these tree bends and stuff because there's ice storms here blah 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 yep but yep. this tree break was about the six foot level and it had a twist to it mm. and then in the, the side picture she's kind of showing the, the diameter of that she goes she just thought that was really peculiar because of the twist and i'm sure she's listened to me in the past talk about Right. <clears throat> you know, there's tree breaks that are at, you know, the five foot, nine, 10, 11, and six foot levels that have the, the twisting to them. And right. there they are. So obviously she has some, some concern that hey, maybe something is going on here. And then, you know, we have the videos that, that are going to come up. We're going to play those. We're going to play video number one right now. Let me get that up there. And 
So, um, yep, we're going to play this one first. So. So a very interesting set of whistles there. Yeah. Um, And what I find fascinating is when you have that first whistle come through. Right. You have that deer take that reaction. Yeah. I I think the video here where, you know, sometimes you catch something on a trail camera. There's nothing in the video to look at, you know, or, you know, other than something moving or maybe a small. But this, you actually get a reaction. Let's watch it again. Something caught that deer's attention. Absolutely, yeah. and very, very weird. I mean, is it a bird? And well, we're gonna, we're gonna find, we're gonna show you what I did because you know, I, you know, if there, if it's a bird whistle, right. I'm gonna figure it out. Yep. So here we go again. Now, the really cool thing in that video is, is the deer are actually telling us the direction it's coming from. Yeah. They're kind yeah. of looking to their, you know, if yeah. I'm sitting there straight on, they're kind of looking to the, you know, the, the 10 o'clock to 1130, maybe somewhere yeah. in there. <coughs> so I did uh, run that analysis. We're going to put that up there on BirdNet and uh, see what kind of bird and Obviously, the the percentiles are the bars, and you know, interesting enough, it says human. Mm. Now she did say there would there be no reason. This is private property. It's not hunting season. Why anybody would be out there, let alone whistling a deer in the middle of the night? Right. Um. You know why that would be. So I I just found that very interesting. So we're left with a couple of options here. This is either a human or something. You know. Uh, I mean. Less than 5% was the um, clay-covered thrush, which is actually a Guatemalan, I believe, bird. Not even a mm. bird in the United States. So, obviously, I use this this website. It's through Cornell University. You can upload your, your bird sounds, and it will come out. And, it, you know, we had that one squeaker in Vermont a few years back. Right. When I ran that through there, it told me it was, a, you know, a screech owl. Okay, never heard one before. There we go. So this is a very good tool I use. So it says human. Is it a human? We don't know. Because, I mean, anything that whistles and in such of that decibel range, I mean, that's what they're really (coughs) measuring is the spectrogram. You know, could it be human? Can a Sasquatch vocalize in the same human spectrum? So I I found that very, very fascinating. Now, the next one, we didn't need to run through BirdNet because it's not a whistle. It's not in any type of call. But uh, we'll run that one more time just so everybody can see it one more time. (laughs) 
So I, I, I just find that pretty interesting. Um, I, I like it, uh, but I tell you what, it does sound like either a human or a, a bird's mocking a human whistle, a bird that's been trained, and I'm talking like a parrot or something like yeah, that. But, yeah, parrot in the middle of West Virginia. I don't think so, because parrots well, are tropical birds. They yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> There's not going to be one in the woods. Yeah, your, your mimicking birds are usually tropical birds that... Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I have no reason to believe that any sounds were superimposed on this just by the reaction of the deer. And the, right. And, no. And the yeah. The deer tell the story. Yeah, yeah they sure do. Yeah. So what it is, I don't know, but it's pretty fascinating stuff. Now, the next one, this one gets really interesting. And, uh, of course, you know, I've enhanced in both videos. I enhanced the audio a bit. I've boosted the audio so people can hear it a lot easier. Yeah. This one is actually a howl, and uh, it don't sound like no dog to me, so here we go. Hmm. Pretty long howl there, wasn't it? And not, and not dog-like at all, just by the way it tails off like that. Kind of weird, yeah. I'll play it again. Huh. Now, I, my, my whole thing is, is why is that coyote scampering away? Yeah. You know, it was there a sound before it came in to view of the camera? Yeah. You know, that tripped it to capture the sound and the audio. Was it something that it heard prior to that? And well, you know, I I can't get into the mind of a coyote, but seems to me if he heard that, he would stop, you know, if it's another coyote and maybe join in. You know. He seems to be kind of creeping along there. Yep. Kind of now the interesting thing was is that the camera uh that you see is actually facing in the direction of the whistling, the whistler. Mm. So it's, you know, I, I oh we'll watch it one more time. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a dog just by that tail. Ooh. That's weird. Yeah. That's, yeah. Again, I, I think we're we're left with you know two uh, possibilities. It's it's either a human or not. You know. Um, so I think it's really some fascinating stuff. So let's, uh, you know, it'd be nice to. Uh, Um, yeah, and, and I think a lot of a lot of people now, my eye says a person, but again, in the middle of the night, in the middle of these dark woods. Well, you know, after the... On private property, mind you. You understand, yeah. you know, when you're dealing with yeah. a lot of, this isn't public land that they're on. This is, you know, private posted property. So, And you don't really know what was making the sound because we can't see it, but it does sound <clears throat> a, little, a little off. Uh, yeah, uh, you know it could be a coyote or a dog, uh, yeah. but it does sound a little off. And I think what you pointed out, the ending is a little odd. Well, Raptor says that sound is on YouTube gallblasting. Well, huh? Um, hmm. find it for me. 
That'd be interesting. <laughs> Send yeah. me a link, Raptor. <laughs> that um, would be interesting, yeah. But now, uh, after uh, Scott and Tommy and I, uh, I'd, I'd got made that hillside video, and we walked about 100 yards away, we heard coyote <laughs> or howling sounds. Don't know what was making it, but this was after the hillside. Uh, is the timestamp accurate? How was this before 9 p.m.? No. No, the timestamps were not accurate on those games, oh. by the way. They're off a bit. Good to know. Oh, yeah. So, the likelihood of this being a hoax. Uh. Well, yeah, it would have been nicer if the timestamps had been set. But, you know, that don't always happen. People just set their cams out and don't read the manual. Well, I'm really, yeah. really bad about that. Well, not, not only that, but I think uh, uh, it sounds like to me that, you know, a lot of times they lose time, too. You'll have mm. cameras in the matter. You'll put them out and the time will be off. Happens to my FLIR. You know, I'll have a FLIR yeah. that's plugged in and charged all the time. And I don't deal with it for, you know, a couple of weeks. I'll come back, even though it's fully charged. Yeah. The time's off. Hmm. And it'd be kind of nice to know, though, if it was happening at 2 or 3 in the morning, then more than likely you're not going to have a hoaxer out there at 3 in the morning trying to pull a joke on somebody's game cam. Maintain that sound to the very end, human would have. Hmm. Well, so I, I don't know. I, I think the second sound is very interesting. If that is a YouTube sound, I, I mean, like I said, I have no reason to think that uh, sound was put onto these uh, Yeah. at all. Um, you know, who knows? But you never know. But um, they're interesting if they're you know, accurate. Like I said, um, you know, you, you can only, you know, if if it was a joke uh, on me, which I don't believe it is, you know, it would uh, the joke's really not on me because anybody can put forth a very good, you know, you do. I mean, they're doing all the right things. They they have the story behind the evidence, mm -hmm. or you know, evidence or their their clips. Their um, I, I don't know if you'd call it evidence. I guess it's evidence, but well, it's not yeah, conclusive. They're not saying it. yeah, they're not saying this is Bigfoot. They're saying. This is a sound I've not heard before. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, right. It, but, you know, but let, let me explain. I, I, I've had a, a long talk with uh, the, the wife who is the one yeah. who, who collected this information. Right. And, you know, her husband, like I said, is like, oh, I, I don't want to know what it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't want nothing to do with it, you know. Um, you know, and, and in talking with her, you get a vibe whether or not somebody's trying yeah. to pull your leg. Right. And like I said, it wasn't her saying, this is Bigfoot. This is her saying, um, hey, what do you think? Yeah. Could it be? Yeah. You know. So. And, um, you know, I could relate to the husband. I mean, he's, he's a West Virginia guy. He's basically, uh, we do the same things in Kentucky. So, you know, he's probably an outdoorsman, likes to hunt and fish. And uh, if if uh, Bigfoot is out there, he probably don't want to know about it right. because it'll ruin his hunting. <laughs> now, on the other side, she is a Bigfoot believer. Mm -hmm. um, she mentioned that she did go to last year's Ohio Bigfoot conference. Oh, cool. Yeah. And her take on it was, well, if I go in there and there's a bunch of crazy people in here, I'm I'm leaving immediately. 
Right. And she didn't. She mm-hmm. stayed. She says, no, yeah. the, the arguments were very compelling. And yeah. she, uh, you know, she started, you know, watching some of my stuff and she has an antithesis yeah. against hoaxers. Yeah. So, oh, it well, never fails again. It, it, I, I found these uh, files to be interesting. Uh, you know, the first one with the whistles, there's been a lot of reports on whistles. And uh, uh, Brandon and, and my, myself had experienced some whistles. Uh, but it, it wasn't like that. That was it was different. Yep. Kind of a well, you know, I, the the whistle one. I you know that was real. I mean, you know, I was like, well, you know, God, could it be a bird? Yeah. But you know, I'm looking at bird net. You know, that's not a blue jay. Yeah. And, yeah. and the blue jay is under five percent. It's like a three percent thing. Yeah. The thrush is under you know maybe four percent. Um, and the, like I said, the thrush isn't even from the United States. Yeah. Well, um, so. yeah, I wasn't really as interested in the whistle because, you know, that, that could just be human or it could be somebody's pet bird in a cage <laughs> sitting out making yeah. whistling. Sounds. Yeah. But, but here's the, here's the kicker on that. If it hadn't been a bird in a cage, yeah. um, you know, that would have came up on bird net. Yeah. So what it says is is with fifty one percent certainty out of all the other options, yeah, you know, obviously you look at the graph; it's the biggest one there by a yeah. huge margin, um, yeah. uh, by more than ten times the second choice. Right. Um, that is a human. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? Yeah. It means it's a human or. Something it, that can whistle like it's you. something, yeah, it's something that can pucker their lips and blow. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, but, you I, know, I, I watch a lot of uh, videos on mini bikes and small engines. You know, what I like to do that in my, my pastime. Yep. And uh, I watched uh, DIY Willie has got a bird in the background when he's working outside of his garage. His bird is named Spike. And he just whistles along in the background while Willie's working on something. And I just love it, man. Um, yeah, and the um, that howl, though, really has got me fascinated. I mean... I'm uh, I'm more interested in the how than I am the whistle. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're they, you know they're all kind of related a bit. Right. You know, I mean, look at look at the deer's reaction. Yeah. You know, um, so I, you know the, the yoke, it, it could have been the howl that that scared him away. It could have been just it running past the camera. Yeah, that, that's but, it's just, it's kind of strange. Uh, why why he's moving along in front of the camera? When there's a howl going, it seemed like he would stop and listen. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. How does a coyote think? And mind you, the, the, the sounds on these have been amplified. So a lot of people who are saying, well, maybe it's a Bluetooth speaker or maybe it's, um, no, I had to bring the sound up quite a bit yeah. to get those out of that. They're very, actually very low on the original video. Yeah, you can hear the the bugs in the background really, really got amplified. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't anything that was close by, and that's usually 
you know, um, um, no, it, it, it's um, the uh, there is a din that's going on. Maybe wind uh, when they say it sounds like a vacuum cleaner or metallic, but the woo. If you hear the end tail end of the woo, uh, that is definitely not mechanical. That is, and that's what I you know listening to it very very carefully and having an ear for this. You know, doing this for all these years. You know, I, you know, it's kind of funny. One of the, uh, when, uh, Garrett had, um, took those gorilla sounds and, and put them on a, on a tape recording or a MP3 recording. Yeah. He recorded that off of, um, YouTube, the gorilla yeah. sounds, and you could hear the fan in the background or the air conditioner in the background going compared to the original. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what, Brent, though? I have no reason to suspect anybody of hoaxing. So this is not a Bluetooth speaker. I am fairly certain of that. Um, you know, um, it just, uh, the recording to me is just, uh, Well, uh, yeah, because I, I've gotten the original videos and they were, you know, untampered. If I run them through, uh, um, here, I'll, I'll do this real quick. Um, Did you run the howl through the uh, oh, bird? That would show up on BirdNet. No, nah, not really. I mean, no. uh, It's uh, it's interesting. The the whistles. Well, they're both interesting. Uh, the the whistles. You know. I'm... Yeah, I mean it's a movie file, MOV file, which leads me to expect it's not been set through a processor. Um, when you usually run those through processors, you don't have. You know, you rarely have the option to put it into a. Uh, usually, it's an MP4 format. Yep. Or a. Uh, uh, an MPEG format. Yeah. Um, this was uh, an MOV file, um, and it's not a very big file. It's a very small, 881 kilobytes. Again, indicative that nothing has been layered into it because it's such a small right. file. You take a bigger sound file and throw that in there. It, yeah, you uh, get at least two or three megabyte, maybe four. You know, the it's frame height. Worth- uh, is is correct. It's you know the frame width and height are you know three twenty by five sixty eight. That's a trail cam setting. Usually when you throw those into a a uh, a processor, and like I did, uh, mine will be much much different. Like if I look at the if I look at the properties on my particular video, it's thirty nine megabytes. Yeah, right. Big so. Difference. Right, it, it's thirty nine megabytes. So when you run it through the processor, it makes a much bigger file. So yeah, and especially with sound files, they a lot yeah. of megabytes in a sound file, even a yeah. small sound file. Yeah, especially if you if you're putting an MP three into it, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. So so it would seem that the the game cam videos have not been altered. So that's a, that's a plus point for. Uh, originality there. well it sounded like the ohio how but they shortened it a bit no maybe it sounds like the let me ask you a question if people, how many people here believe in a quick question for the chat who believes in the sierra sounds 
you know, who, who, um, you know, who believes in the Sierra sounds, you know, uh, why hasn't, haven't those sounds been more heard around the United States? I don't know. Right. That's interesting. But you have I always something. thought they were they were you interesting. Know, it's kind of like the Isle of High, you know, you know, Raptor, you know, um, sounded like the Ohio, but they shortened it a little bit. Who's they? Who who shortened it? The people that that gave this to me? I don't think so. If you have something that's, you know, a legitimate creature, I mean, a coyote coyote howl is going to sound like a coyote howl. So if you get actually captured the Ohio howl, which is a real Bigfoot, if you think that's a real Bigfoot, then why wouldn't somebody else capture something similar? Yeah. Yep. And the whole room is going, nope, nope. They're not big believers in the Sierra sounds. Well. Because, you know, you just don't hear those sounds. But that's why I'm saying is that, you can't take a sound and go, well, that's got to be a recording of it because it sounds like the Ohio owl. Well, you would expect an animal of one, you know, species, uh, the same species to sound similar, wouldn't you? You think. <laughs> right. Well, uh, Kaiju uh, says the language that I've captured uh, here in Washington doesn't sound like the CR sounds, but I did hear a growl once. It sounded exactly like there you go. Hmm. So I, I don't know. But like when people say the Ohio howl, it, it kind of sounds, you know, of course it sounds like the Ohio, Ohio howl. Or <laughs> um, because, you know, it, it's probably a legitimate recording. So just, uh, it is kind of interesting that, uh, yep. you know, the thought that these creatures may imitate something else. And I, I think they might do that. I, I think they might. What do you think, Steve? I think it's possible. It's possible. I think um, that they probably realize their sound is very distinct. So they may refrain from making their sounds. Right. Um, I, I think it's not the same as the Ohio Howl. I think it's similar. And uh, finding the yeah. track, like I said, I, I've heard something really similar. And when I heard that second one, the Howl, I'm like, yep, I, I've heard that myself. Yeah. I'm trying to think where. I think I've, I'm really skeptical of the Howls. I really am. Yeah. Uh, even the Ohio Howl, I'm, I'm skeptical of that. Uh, but, I mean, this you know, wasn't a long, uh, right. Know, this was just right. a, this was just a, yeah, man. But there, there is something there that's a little odd. Uh, I, I right. granted with, with the Ohio how to, there's something there that's a little odd and, you know, I probably, if, uh, if Scott and Tommy and I hadn't experienced something similar after that, one incident, I would probably not think twice about listening for a coyote owl, but now it's got me thinking, you know, well, oh. what if, what if, you know, <clears throat> what if. Don Fuller said, I, I, I take the Sierra sounds <clears throat> more seriously if they didn't go quantum. Well, you got to understand for 40 years, they didn't go quantum. Yeah, that just happened lately. 
you know, and understand that a person's beliefs um, can change. Like Matt Johnson's first sighting, Dr. Matt Johnson's first sighting. I have no reason to doubt that sighting was a very legit sounding yeah. sighting. But what happens to somebody's mind when you think about Bigfoot a little too much, and right. uh, like I say, you have a sense of anthropocentrism. Yeah. Anthropocentrism, where you're thinking that there's a reason why we can't solve this because we are the greatest minds on the planet. I know it's got to be that they're smarter than us and they're blinking in from another dimension or yeah. coming out of a wormhole or a UFO or or they're paranormal. That's why we can't get them. That's that's partly yeah. our own anthropocentrism because like we, when they, right, they have, it's going to uh, be smarter than us. Yeah, the shows like uh, the Central American or, or South American people, where they had the uh, the little the head bindings on the infant skulls and they elongated them and stuff. Yeah, you know, that that's a known practice, and and I've seen some shows that had uh, they they marketed that as those being aliens. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <coughs> yep, I have had two. In fact, if you. Scroll back somewhere, I think, on one of the podcasts. I actually aired the video of me uh, talking about it right after I had seen it. I mean, like, they came out with the camera on me. Yeah. So, yep. And uh, DM Zabo, in 2010, I had a few. Nothing since. Nothing since. A new question. Uh, Kaiser says, I do question why Ron wasn't able to capture more of those sounds since the 70s and why other people haven't captured sounds like those. I believe on the... Good question. I, I believe on the Sierra Sounds 2 um, CD, which I've had... I have both of them, and I both of them, of course. That was in the days when CD... When I got into this, right. CDs were a thing. Yes, yes. And I have both of them. And, of course, now I have them digitally because I moved them from CD to a uh, mp3 file right <coughs> and um can we get I rid believe... of that chart steve <laughs> you don't like the chart no it's really bright <laughs> yeah there's something thank there. you you're welcome <laughs> i could put something up funny <laughs> those, those sierra sounds are interesting to listen to but uh i've never heard anything like that there you go, Chris. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's go. Bigfoot going to call him? <laughs> That's terrible. But it's yeah, terribly funny. funny. It's funny. Sorry, I, I just looked at something over here. When, uh, yeah, I'm checking out the chat room, too. So if you guys have uh, any questions, please put them in chat. Go ahead. Uh, I watched an eating show That's being cool. shook like it was nothing and heard what sounded like three things having an argument. The Sierra sounds minus the samurai chatter and pretty is pretty close to it. There you go. Pretty there cool. Go. So, I, you know, I... You know, you hear the story of the Sierra Sounds. I have no reason to doubt them necessarily. Um, 
they were the audio equivalent to the Patterson Gimlin film. Yeah. Because they came out in what 74, 75, they really right. started. And uh they had gotten uh not so much Ron Moorhead, but uh, Al Berry, the guy who actually recorded the the first ones. So you gotta understand Al Alan Berry was a reporter who got kind of dragged into this. He had heard yeah. the stories and was very skeptical about it. So he put his recording equipment out and he had captured those. And, you know, yeah, he was on in search of, and uh, if you listen, you'll hear the samurai, you'll hear those sounds on in search of back in, I think, 75 or 76 and in search yeah. of, so. Um, yeah, he was, uh, at best I remember, he was really, really skeptical. And they said, well, come on, you know. <laughs> come on. Ah, there we are, Lance Windsor. Has anyone ever heard ground pounding in the forest? Yes. Yep. It was a... Um, uh, but I can remember there was a Nezra expedition and, uh, you know, Chuck was cooking his famous pork chops, fire going, had him going pretty good. And all of a sudden they started hearing this boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Pretty interesting. Uh, there's a bunch of us ah. in the first... <laughs> chessboard. Welcome, chessboard. <laughs> I saw those every day. <laughs> uh, there was a bunch of us went out coyote hunting late one night. Good evening, laughing picker. Good <laughs> evening. Uh-uh. And after we got in, I mean, we had heard something uh, over in the woods uh, that was a really loud thump. Sound like something stomped the ground really hard. Yeah. And so there was like four or five of us, and we was like, you know, we was looking at each other. What the heck was that? You know, I don't know. And uh, yeah. there weren't any, we didn't get any coyotes, you know, so we just, we just came home. Now, we had been doing uh, these predator calls, and what it is like a wounded rabbit call. It's a really unnerving shrieking, okay? And while we were doing that, we heard that, foom, foom, you know, something was pounding, stomping the ground. So we or, were all back. Or could it be? It could be. It's something thumping. But it sounded like it was something hit the ground hard. So we were all back. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. We were back at my house in the front yard, a gang of us, like four or five guys. And we were talking about it, and we were each stomping the ground in my front yard trying to – we couldn't make the sound. We could not make it. Uh, No matter how hard we stomped, we could not That's why I'm thinking it may be a chest pound. Yeah. Now, I – one it the, sounded really, pops. yeah. Just it like some like, people, just like some people think the the tree knocks are actually mouth pops. Hmm. So, don't know. So much questions left to answer um, in this mystery. Um. But yeah, um, boy, I wish we had that call in line tonight. <laughs> that would have been real fun, guy. Kind of, yeah, hearing some people's opinions and talking to them. That's interesting. Trees yep. falling, trees falling in the woods. Uh, Without snaps. Yeah. That could be just, that could be just picking something up and throwing it. Yeah. You know, it could, it, who says a tree could be a big boulder too. Well, we had heard a, a tree come down when we was out in the area D back in 2010. 
and uh, we didn't think nothing about it. You know, of course, you know, you're out there. How often does a tree fall in the woods? Well, you know, if you're out there one day, you're going to be lucky. Maybe you're going to hear a tree fall. And we heard one. Like, oh, that was cool. And just a few minutes later, we heard another one fall. Well, we left. Yeah. <laughs> we left. Uh, two trees falling within just a few minutes' time. Something's, something's weird. Yep. Joe says, believe it or not, rabbits thump with their back feet when alarmed. And it can be quite sound, quite loud. Yeah, I showed uh, one of those trees on that uh, rock-throwing video of mine, Steve, that I, had, I don't even think it's on the site anymore, on the page anymore, but uh, I went to go check out those trees where they had fell. They were uh, pine trees, and the bark was completely gone off one side, completely gone. And it's not like it was dying. It was uh, yellow underneath, so, you know, something had taken the bark off. But could don't it be a human? Could be a human, too. Yeah, don't know what, right. Could yeah. be a human. Because some people, you know, especially if it's, you know, from here to here, right. you know, some people like to pick the bark, so they start that as kindling in a yeah. fire. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because it ends up damaging the tree and killing the tree eventually. So I don't know, thumping animals, you know, I didn't even think of even looking that up, having, you know, the thumping uh, topic come up. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that if bark is taken off at the five foot level, six foot level down, I don't think we, we're going to talk about a beaver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and curious, cryptid, Steve. I agree, Chris, by the way, two trees are 180. Yeah, they, it was kind of strange. Uh, I think, uh, Scott was with me at that time. Back, Scott was still interested in the topic, yep. and we heard one fall and was like, "What the heck was that?" You know, a tree fell, and then just uh, a minute or two later, another one fell. And right. so, well, we both agreed. Well, let's get out of here. Let's, yep. let's, let's just go. Don't know if it was Bigfoot or not, but uh, if trees are falling, I don't want to be under one. <laughs> yep. Um, was it windy? No wind. It, just uh, weird things. Joe just asked, could it be a porcupine? <laughs> <laughs> no, not if uh, not not if the uh, effing wonder from Vermont was up there. You know, then it would be a porcupine. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, there are no moose down in Kentucky. <laughs> Not that we know of. I mean, we have elk here somewhere. I think they're over in uh, eastern Kentucky or maybe western Kentucky. We just don't have any here locally. I wish we did have, you know. Uh, I always heard stories back when I was deer hunting that there was one elk in the area and people that saw him called him Slewfoot. And he had about the, the, the hoof print of the size of a of a cow. And uh, But I never saw it. <laughs> Paranormal moose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, so Kaiju asks, what are your thoughts on wood knocks? Is it Bigfoot? If so, do you think they use wood on wood or on rocks on wood? Their hands, I've never heard of a report someone seeing them. Wood knock. I have. Somebody did say that they had seen one 
knocking on a tree before. Mm. Um, but my own personal experience, um, do I believe it's a Bigfoot activity? Yes, I do. And there's a reason yeah. why, um, actually it happened in Kentucky land between the lakes. Yeah. And we had heard some tree knocking coming from the vicinity of camp. And I thought that the guy, one guy left in camp was the guy who was doing it. And right. I was like, we didn't want any noise. We just wanted to go dark and walk around and get things spontaneously. Cause I like doing that sometimes without trying to provoke anything. Right. And, uh, so we went back and like, you know, here I am getting ready to chew somebody out saying, you know, I thought we weren't going to tree knock. And the guy was frozen in place, pointing over an area. He goes, it just came from that area. That's where the tree knocking was coming from really close. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was kind of just staying put for a while. And, uh, there was another group of campers that seemed to have heard something over. Uh, if I'm looking out towards the lake, tree knock came from my right. And the campers were over to my left and they were looking in the woods for something like, like they had heard something. You see flashlights going. And, uh, you know, somebody asked me, what are your thoughts? I go, I have a feeling that there's one on the left. Mm. And the reason why there's something knocking on the right was because it was trying to say, Hey, I'm over here. But right now we're kind of here, right at the edge of the water here and up. Right. And we're kind of, I think we're blocking its path. Yeah. So three minutes goes by, somebody goes, well, let's just walk out of the camp. We'll take everybody, see what happens. We get 50 feet out of the camp and we hear something run through the camp from where I was facing from the left to the right to where the tree knocking was going to. That's the kind of direction it was going to. So, yeah, I, I, I do think they tree knock to actually geolocate to tell you the truth and i think it's a smart enough way and it's an intelligent way not super intelligent um you know that they may have developed a cultural thing too that's why you may have now understand this too is chimpanzees orangutans gorillas they all have culture certain yeah. groups may do certain things that others do not they learn it Right, and that that is the basis. Like a certain a certain chimpanzees will use sticks to go down anthills. Other chimpanzees yeah. don't know have a clue about it. Right, that teaching of different things from you know their their family groups or their groups uh, exactly that represents culture. Right, <clears throat> so it's very well possible you have some you know. Well, I never hear tree knocking. Well, it may be that that's not the way they do things. They were never taught that. Yeah. So it could change culturally from group to group to group to group. Well, yeah, it, it does make sense uh, that they would because, you know, I, as I said before, I think if they make their sounds, they are very easily identified as, hey, yeah. that's not right. You know, something <laughs> that's that's not something I normally hear. I yeah. think that very possible they do make tree knocks. Yeah. Never seen one do it. But. Well, Let's let's go back to episode seventy two when we did the live stream from the mountain, mm-hmm. the first one, yeah. yeah, where we we get something walking around coming closer to me, right. And even then, it was like I'm not saying this is a bigfoot because I I can't see it. Blah 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 blah. I'm trying to right. flare. I can't see it. I you know I retreat a little bit. Mike Gann comes down. We start going down the hill. He picks up something very briefly on his flare and it disappears. And then yeah. bang, you hear this tree knock. Yeah. Loud, 
very loud. Um, fortunately, the phone that we're using doesn't really pick up. You know, yeah. it has noise cancellation, so yeah. its its range isn't that great. So it didn't really pick it up very well. But Mike's recorder did. Yeah, and it was facing the opposite direction because he was looking at his recorder was facing the back way. So uh-huh. even that had to be turned up a little bit so you could hear it. And truthfully, it sounded. You know, um, that's why when uh, you know and what spawned on me is that finding the trackway. I have to admit, when you have a I would not get close to you. You're okay. My my first thoughts were, oh, you know, yeah, um, yeah, and that's that was our thoughts. And then a little while later, we go down the hill. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> have you ever thought someone tried to sound like they were from Kentucky, but you knew they weren't very easily Bigfoot? Maybe the same. Maybe the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. But uh, we go down further, and, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> you know we go down further, and then something throws a rock at us. Yeah. So, could they use wood knocking as intimidation too? Perhaps. But then again, the girls were hearing stuff too on the opposite side. Got to understand, we were on one side; the girls were kind of across yeah. the road on the other side. That were running the, you know, they were doing the uh, the desk. I think there may be some correlation there to the tree knocking uh, as related to the Bigfoot mystery, maybe. Uh, but you got, there are other times when you hear tree knocking or, or a knock in the woods, it may have nothing to do with Bigfoot whatsoever. Or, you know, like uh, if you go out late, uh, late in the fall or in the wintertime where it's below freezing, uh, bark will split uh, and uh, that makes a pop. Right. And that could be mistaken for a tree knock, especially in cold weather. Yep. yep. Yes. Especially in cold yes. weather. Yep. Once that, and I know I used to walk out my old place because we had a lot of trees and you know, if it's yeah. 10 degrees out, 15 degrees out, yeah. 20 degrees out. You, all of a sudden you hear, you hear that tree, you know, right. contracting or, yeah. you know, you know, and that's what's causing that pop. Um, I don't know. Uh, people that say, oh, I got success rate of 80% of the time. You know, well, where do you go to, you know, have you, is that just one location or is that multiple locations? That's a good question to ask. Yeah. Because if it's in multiple locations, I call bullshit. Yeah. You know, very simple. Um, I have wood knocked uh, quite a, a bit. And I think maybe with the exception of maybe three or four times I've gotten responses and usually they're one or two knocks and that's it. Right. The first time I got a bunch of responses was down in Texas, but I can't rule out that there was some human involvement in that. Yeah. So that's why I kind of put that one aside at the time. I thought maybe, but then the more the investigation dug in, I got dug into the investigation. The more I thought there were some elements around that area that, um, that may have been kind of, observing us and you know basically egging us on yeah i I think it's a tool i really do i think it's a good tool to use to find out where you may have possible activity or at least get their attention yes Uh we, we started going into some of the areas over where we go because of that and we would stop at a different area and tree knock and then listen you know, and if we didn't hear anything, we'd be like, oh, okay, probably nothing here. And then we went to an area one time and tree knocked and then we got a response. And we're like, okay, this one's going on the list. Come back and do some research here. You know, 
don't yeah, think and, it's good. And and uh, Laughing Pickers, that's an example. Soft Fork in Ohio is so overrun with squatches. I wouldn't trust. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. There's so many people there that vocalizations and tree knocks, and, you know, you got to be in a real good, quiet area. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, the funny thing is, is when we did episode 72 at Lincoln Mountain, there was nobody up there. Zip. Yeah. It was no cars, no nothing. One way in, one way out. Very bad roads. There was nobody up there. And, uh, you know, to get an unprovoked tree knock, and it was, it was 48 degrees or 50 degrees that night. Yeah. So it wasn't cold enough to get that expansion and contraction right. of the tree. Plus, Mike got the, the hit on the FLIR, the brief hit, you know, something moving. So, yeah. So, yeah, and then, you know, then there's the whole, um, you know, just uh, rock clacking. Has anybody heard rock clacking? There's a good question. Not that I know of. I heard a rock hit a tree one time, and, I mean, it was thrown with an incredible force. It, it made a very loud thud when it hit the tree. And when it came down, it was bouncing, you know, through the woods. And I'm just glad it wasn't thrown at me. <laughs> um, Kaiju, yep, said, yep, he, he heard uh, some some rock lagging. I've heard that, too. Got that on recording, too. Um, maybe someday I'll play it for the, the gaggle. And we got some whoops, too, which was, uh, you know, something, whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, and some Rock lacking. Um, I've seen piles of uh, mussel shells in the these little islands in the middle of the river before that I couldn't explain. Yep, seen that. that I've is, seen emptied out odd. turtle shells too. Yeah, that, that, pile that's of kinda, those. Mm-hmm. And you know, you look at them. There's no tool marks on there. There's no evidence of a campfire cooking. Just. Uh, like somebody was digging up uh, freshwater clams and popping them apart, yeah, and you know, <laughs> cleaning them out, and then dumping them down. And but it was a nice pile, you know, piled up nicely. And there's the other the other interesting thing too is people, you know, people who you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to bait the Sasquatch with peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasquatch doesn't even know what the hell peanut butter is. <laughs> Why would you think it would go after that? It's like, it's like you know, putting a bunch of oranges out there for a Sasquatch in New York State. It's not something they get regularly. They have no idea what it is. Maybe, maybe you'll get yeah. a bite off of it. But yeah, if you remember, Steve, I was so excited. I was like, oh, I've got an area, and I'm going to take it out of him, and I'm going to bait them. And I was putting oranges and stuff that I that I knew uh, chimpanzees would just loved. And I thought, oh, this is it. I'm going to get them. You know. And uh, they, they didn't touch it. No, no, had no, no interest in orange whatsoever. And um, I, I got to get uh, Bruce Hallenbeck's new book, who talks about the Kinderhook creature, because as he uh, tried, uh, there was uh, at his mother's house, um, and she was an elderly woman, and you're not prone to the baloney. And she had seen uh, one on her property maybe uh, a couple of times. And uh, he started putting uh, bait up on the chicken coop. 
Yeah. Or the, uh, I'm sorry, the birdhouse, not the chicken coop, the birdhouse. Took the birdhouse off, put it up. So it was up a, a, a bit. And he put, you know, first he put some raw chicken up there and that disappeared. And then he put some cooked chicken and that disappeared. And he put, he tried some beef and that disappeared. So then he put a pizza up there. And lo and behold, the pizza, you know, <clears throat> the pizza was gone. Mm. And then he found the box at the edge of the uh, wood line. And the box had been ripped open, but the pizza wasn't touched. Huh. So, so something opened up the box and just said, what the heck is that? <laughs> Do I eat it? Do I not? Yeah, yeah, you would think if it was a homeless person or something, they would have uh, taken the pizza for sure. Uh, Joe says Bigfoot prefers Jeff over Peter Pan any day of the week, <laughs> but he also prefers Skippy over Jeff. Uh, yes, creamy. He doesn't like the ones with the nuts in it. Oh, God. Wow. Well, I know they don't like oranges. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Not in Kentucky, anyway. I don't right. know. They might like them in Florida. I, who knows? They probably, uh, you know, if there are orange groves, yeah, they're probably yeah. familiar with it. Like I said, yeah. you know, your primates will have cultural differences. Right. That's why yeah. the chimpanzees in the area with the, the anthills learn that with the sticks to pick out the ants to strip them and eat them. Yeah. Um, you know, in New York, I'm sure Bigfoot likes corn and likes apples. Yeah. And, you know, uh, blackberries and, uh, you know, wild, wild berries, because we have a ton of those. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they would have no clue if you left a banana out there, what to do with it. How to even eat, open it, you know, but you give a, you show a chimpanzee how to open a banana. And next thing you know, <laughs> oh yeah, you, know, you, get them, you get them to try it. Yeah. The thing is, is that. You know, we're not having that interaction with them to try this, you know, to show them here, open the banana and try it. Well, you know, the chimpanzees are very, very smart. I mean, it's it's scary how smart these guys are. And, uh, you know, you you just can't believe it. Uh, I had a lot a lot of time spent over at the Alamogordo primate uh, facility uh, when I was in the Air Force down there. I'd stop in. And they would, they had, the guys were in the cages. We would stop. I'd stop in and visit with them, bring them sticks of gum. Uh, there was one enjoyed cigarettes. I know that probably people not, are going to get angry with me about that, but he loved to smoke cigarettes. And he would do this uh, when it, when I would come. He would go like this, and I, you know I would light the cigarette for him and hand it through the cage, and he would take and smoke it just like a human being. You know, puff it and blow the smoke out. He enjoyed it. I don't think he inhaled. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he did. But he loved the smoke of the cigarette, and he loved gum. They loved candy. Uh, you know, just amazing. Uh, but for a, a chimpanzee to look at you and remember, okay, first of all, he's got a memory of you. He knew who I was. He recognized, recognized me by sight. And then... He knew I smoked, and he went like this and put up to his to his mouth. Oh. Yep. That's, that's incredible. Incredible. You know, the other um, interesting thing is, is citrus is very tart. 
So yeah. they may not like that tartness either. Yeah. You think about it, you, you get an orange that isn't necessarily the sweetest, like, yeah. you know, like a lemon or anything citrusy, I think, uh, is a flavor that, you know, we've kind of grown accustomed to. Yeah. So it may not be something like a banana that's not really tart. Um, yeah. A watermelon, not tart. But a, you know, cantaloupe, honeydew melons, you know, all again, not tart. But, uh, you know, an orange, yeah, that's going to have a bit of acidity to it. And that's maybe a turnoff well, to them. The chimpanzees loved them. And that's kind of what I was thinking. If the chimpanzees loved them, then maybe these, you know, right. they're primates. Maybe they'll love them. No, didn't work. Yeah, because the primates were probably, you know, hand fed them. Yes. Them. Yeah. And then, of course, oh, okay, this is food. I'll try it. And then they've right. grown accustomed to it. Probably. You know, whereas, you know. The ones we're trying to bait with the orange in the wild don't know what the heck that thing is. Well, you know, and, and here's a great, great thing is is the first time. Uh, and I know, Chris, you're not a sushi fan. Nope. And, uh, you know. Balls is cooked. <laughs> I, I had mine first and I was very, you know, had some trepidation about it. And I was like, well, I don't know what I think about it. But then I tried it again and again and again. And I got accustomed to the taste and I began to like it. Hmm. So, I mean, certain things you grow accustomed to liking. I mean, yeah. who the hell would automatically like, you know, you know, hot sauce? Yeah. Right. But you like, after a while, like, oh, that, that tartness. Oh, it's pretty good. Horseradish, you know, <laughs> so you grow accustomed to that. And I'm yeah. sure it's the same thing. Like, I know people that will eat a, a lime. Yeah. You know, or yeah. even a lemon. They'll suck on lemons. And like, oh, oh, no. Ah, oh, no. Ew. No, not me. No. Ooh, I like it over my seafood. I like it, in, you know, with a little sugar and water. But yeah. not, you know. No, the, there's, some people, the, there's some people that like that. The wife loves limes. Uh, of course, she's, you know, from Thailand. And. She's like squeezes fresh lime juice over everything, and I'm like, ugh, ugh, get that away. Of course, she eats sushi too. You know. No, I, no, I, I no, don't no, mind. No. I don't mind lime juice on certain things, like you know. Yeah. Um, it does. Um, in the proper dosages, it can very well add to the enhancement of of flavor to a palate. Yes. But um, for the most part, you know, it's not something you would just go ahead and go oh. Lime. Well, yeah, you know, it's just the, the difference in what what you like. You know, some of the stuff I like kind of spicy food, just a little bit, a little pepper is fine by me. But you know, those Thai people, the the food they eat are they're insane. Uh, they eat eat stuff that you put in your mouth, and it feels like you put gasoline in your mouth and lit it on fire. Oh, it don't feel that bad, Chris. There's no there's no enjoyment there whatsoever. That's just searing pain. But you see, I love it. I love hot food. Oh, some well, people, like I said, little, it's yeah. a little tingle on the tongue is okay. But uh, a roaring uh, fire in the mouth is uh no, 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 no. That's not happening. There, there's a sound bite. Chris saying a little tingle on the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sound bite that bitch or something else. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, um, don't yeah, like so, the hot food. Yeah. So you can expect that uh, 
Yeah, um, Laughing Picker makes a great sauerkraut. definitely an acquired taste, not natural at all. And I'm German. I am yeah. German too. Agreed. And uh, I got fed it, fed sauerkraut as a child. Yep. And I love sauerkraut and a dog. Yeah. You know, and um, or on kielbasa. So I don't mind sauerkraut. I won't eat it just by itself, but I'll have it with an accompaniment with, with um, well, I, 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 I sauerkraut I and wieners. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we had sauerkraut and wieners, you know, not all the time, but once every other week or so. But, you know, I think I ate enough when I was a kid. I don't really need any more. <laughs> Sandra Piper makes a great thing. Beer. Beer is something that's an acquired taste. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's bitter. It's got an aftertaste. It's not sweet. You know, it may quench the thirst for a short period of time. But what's the real kick on beer? And then after a while, people get used to it and go, oh, this is good. Oh, give me the real, you know, oh, give me a Guinness. Let me try a Guinness. It's really, you know, even more bitter. I love a good Guinness. Again, that's an acquired taste. Um, So there are tastes that normally we would have an aversion to that, over time we would you know get used to and i'm sure that's that that's actually true with all primates they may have an aversion to oranges think about an orange first time a bigfoot grabs an orange (coughs) and it looks and it bites into it because it doesn't know how it doesn't know how to kill it right yeah and it bites into it what does an orange rind taste like oh yeah that's really bitter yeah bitter yeah Yeah. so you know that's why citrus fruit would not be Good yeah. at all for, you know. And if you put a grapefruit out there, be look out because it's probably going to lob it back at you. <laughs> but you would think that the smell. That I, I know primates are not not really known for having a great sense of smell, but you would think that the smell would entice it. You know. But if you smell a citrus fruit, again, that's part of that acquired taste. It actually smells a little bit bitter to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, think about. Smelling an apple versus smelling an orange. Right. You know, the orange has a bitter smell to it because you're smelling the rind. But the apple doesn't. That Oh, that smells nice and fruity. And then you eat it. It's like, oh, this is sour. Plus, those are natural. Yeah. Right. Uh Uh-oh. Mick brought up Limburger cheese. (laughs) Again, being being German smells like hell, but... I don't mind it. I'll eat it. Uh, uh, are we talking about Bigfoot food or our food? We, we just take it <laughs> Here comes the million dollar question. Do you think skunk apes eat citrus fruits in Florida? I would think they do. I, I think they would get accustomed to I would think so. what's available. You know? Um, I think that Naturally, they would, berries would be good. Uh, berries are universal, sweet, fruity, effervescent. Right. Um, apple, same thing. But certain things like citrus would be a localized menu for them. Just like, uh, you know, salmon. Yeah. I don't, I don't think a New York Bigfoot would really grab salmon too much. But yeah. one in the Pacific Northwest, very well yeah. might. Oh, yeah. He knows exactly what that is. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting. A lot of theory, a lot of great theories in the chat here, you know, different things about trying stuff. 
Right. That's what I, I like about this. You guys are so sharp. And you come That's up why with I a want lot to get great... the damn phone line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of great ideas. Now, I got a question for you guys in the chat since you're all in there and we got a good group in there tonight. How many, if we get this phone line going, how many would call in to ask a question or to make a comment? Just by a show of hands, yes, you know, why for for yes and for no. Let's hear your your answers right now. We'll see. If we get enough whys, we'll keep it going. We'll get that some bitch running. How many would call in to say, Chris, you sound like a hillbilly? <laughs> or Steve, you sound like a manure salesman with a mouthful of samples. But Steve, you know, you don't have that uh, the Long Island accent. The, the, my buddy from years ago when I was in the military, Keith, he was from Long Island. And he had a really strong accent. But he said, oh, I don't have an accent. He says, the people upstate have accents. Well, uh, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand well, that at all. I, I never realized it, but I have a definite New York accent when it says, when I say the word B-A-L-L. -L. Yeah. Because I say ball. Yeah. And uh, that is something... And I know it's pronounced ball. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well. But I've always said all my life, football, baseball, you know, basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I never even realized it. And other people were saying baseball or football. Yeah. Right? So there's times when I have to rein back my, because my parents were from the Bronx and who taught me how to speak. Well, you know, Keith uh, would say like the, the radiator in your car, he would call a radiator. It's not a radiator, it's a radiator. Radiator. And uh, well, how do you say the word C-R-E-E-K? Oh, well, I say creep, but uh, some people say K-R-I-K or K. <laughs> well, yeah, up in upstate New York, everybody called it a crick. Oh, that's crick. a crick. Yeah, that's a crick. <laughs> What do you call oh, that got, little? We got a lot of wives little, there. What do you call that little, uh, that little valley? Just a little valley. Oh, that's a holler. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's a holler. I've, I've learned that one. What's oh yeah, that? hills oh, and hollers. That's, that's a hill. That's a holler. But in upstate New York, it's a valley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't really have in, in South Central Kentucky. We don't really have a lot of mountains here. That's kind of over in the. The eastern part of the state, but we have knobs, and uh, you know knobs, and then uh, we have hills and hollers. A lot, a lot of wise there. So I say a lot of people's going to be calling. That would be good since we if we can get the the call in line working eventually. It'll work. It'll it'll happen. It's coming. All right. So we're going to ask one more question while we're on this topic. Oh, what do you geez. call this, Chris? <laughs> well, um, look like a sub sandwich to me. A sub, a submarine. Yeah. Coffee. <laughs> Does that sound like I have an accent? I don't know. It just sounds normal to me. Coffee. Yeah, I don't Let's say coffee. Off. I don't say coffee. I say coffee. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. People in the people of Long Island say coffee. 
Come on, let's go have coffee. Um, I know they have different names for sub sandwiches. They call them like gyros, and some people call them a gyro and a gyro. Well, I, that that's not a sub. That is a thing in a pita bread. Yeah. Um, but you know, some places they call them hoagies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't ever call it that. Or a grinder, which is more of your <laughs> Massachusetts thing, the grinder. That picture uh, you're showing there, I would call that lunch. <laughs> or another one, a hero. They call it a hero. I've heard that before, but I've never used it. Yeah. Yep. Hero and, and look at what he's in there. Hoagie, hero, sub, grinder. Uh, grinder, yeah. Sandwich. No, nah, nobody calls it sandwich. <laughs> Maybe Joe. Joe calls it sandwich. So I figured oh. everybody. Ask Chris what Coca-Cola is. It's Coke. Oh, it's yeah, Coke. Coke. Uh, sometimes I say soda, but it's it's Coke. And normally, oh, you know. No, yeah. You know what they're looking for. I know what they're looking for. Huh. They're asking if you call it soda or pop. Oh. Yeah, we don't use pop. I know I've heard people. Yeah, I don't use pop either. We use soda here. Soda, yeah. <clears throat> now, you go, you go south. What do you call those things you wear on your feet? Uh, Especially the ones made by Nike. Tennis shoes. Tenny. T-E-N-N-Y. Tenny shoes. Tennis shoes. <laughs> they yeah. call them tennis shoes. They're sneakers. Sneakers. Oh Sneaker. no. No, Sneaker. no. Well, no. you don't well that's funny because soda pop. Soda pop. <laughs> I've just heard like that. Just like it's Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. I've heard um, that. But uh that's right. You know, tennis shoes, well, I'm not playing tennis, they're actually basketball sneakers. Why would we call them tennis shoes? Yeah. You know, so I, I find that what, what it was was Weird. back in the day when they first started wearing them, right? Um, because the, the tennis players would wear them, so they yes. called them tennis shoes. Yeah, and it stuck with the South, and it's kept on going. Yeah. Now, uh, being from uh, South Central Kentucky, uh, we call everything. Uh, of course, you know I drink ski, but we call everything a Coke. Uh, you want a can of Coke? Uh, you know, or when you pull up to the drive-through window, you know, you, you get, uh, or you're, you're ordering, you say, you want a, I want a sandwich or, or give me a burger and fries and a Coke. I'm sorry, we only have Pepsi. Well, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of Coke do you want? Do you want Coca-Cola or you want Pepsi? <laughs> That's it. It's a cola. Oh. Uh, it's it's lo it's local, and you know the Bigfoot, the, the other the same thing. I'm sure they'll have their own uh, little local things, habits, and and uh, I don't know about accents, but uh, <laughs> they have their, their own local self-taught stuff. Jen says my dad, who was a cop, would call them perp shoes. <laughs> perp there we shoes. go. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, I 
I remember those, Steve. There was uh, uh, the kids wore those flashing lights. In, they in their, still do. They yeah. Kids well, it was a big thing back in the, the early or mid-2000s. Yeah, the, a lot of kids were wearing those to school. Ah, here's the question, the million dollars. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon do? No. No, we know they're there. I'm going to use that one in my next interview. Well, you know why people... Well, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No. Well, there's a lot of fucking pigeons, aren't there? Yeah. Pardon me, French. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if they... uh... You know, if you have full-grown pigeons, you know, chances are there's babies out there somewhere. Yeah. I, I apologize. I dropped the F-bomb there. Just, <laughs> Oopsie. That's just my New York sense of humor sometimes comes out. Flasher shoes. Then there's the sneakers with the little skates in them. <laughs> yeah. The little wheelies. Yeah. Wheelies or whatever the hell. Yeah, those are actually banned from my son's school when he was in elementary school. They were, they sent him a note home to the parents: no wheelies. Okay, Coach. I wasn't gonna let my kid have those anyway. Yeah, the flashing lights. <laughs> yeah, because you wore the flashing lights, or or both. He has the flashing light and the wheelies, and you don't want him to have it because you want to smack him, and he's just wheeling away from you. Son of a bitch! Oh God! But anyway, um. No, I, I think that, you know, and you can see just by discussing cultural differences amongst us homo sapiens. Right. We can see that there's going to be cultural differences amongst the same species of primates as well. Yeah. You know, maybe oh, 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 ah, means something different to that chimp than oh, oh, right. to that one. I'm just saying, as silly as that sounds. I- you know the whistles uh, that from that video earlier. Uh, I, I've not heard whistling like that uh, that I would attribute to Bigfoot. But no, I, I, I haven't either. But but is it? And I, I've also heard people reporting whistles. Yes. You know, at night. Yeah. Uh, some from uh, coon hunters. You know, oh, that something was whistling. I don't know what to. You know, and it wasn't like it was whistling a tune. It was just making a sharp, like a. You know. Uh, You know, Brandon and I experienced that one uh, one afternoon. We were walking, and we were in an area that had a a pretty good. It, it was a busy area. It, it was a, a very good area, and uh, we heard a whistle. You know, and then there was two quick whistles. Uh, you, know, you know, and I was thinking that's kind of odd. <laughs> Why would there be one whistle and then a, then a hesitation, then two quick whistles, and then it stopped? There was nothing else. It was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh-oh. Mick has the answer to the baby. Baby pigeons don't exist. North teleports adult pigeons to our planet. Of course. Uh, There's the answer. Uh, wow. That's... Never know. Never know. Uh, Raptor, that would be over in western Kentucky. I'm right about the middle. Right about the middle of Kentucky. Yeah, Muhlenberg County. That's uh, that's where they 
Oh yeah, that's Peabody's coal train and Peabody's coal mine. Or whatever. So, finding the trackway, say Eastern Whippoorwill, Nightbird, or Sawwet Owl. Yep. Well, um, I know what a Whippoorwill sounds like. Mm-hmm. Trust me. <laughs> Everybody has a yep. video of me in Kentucky telling one to shut the hell up. <laughs> and it did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, tonight was a really great discussion on on the audio. Um, I would expect no less of my group to cover all the bases. Yeah. Um, but again, I will go back and to summarize. I don't know about the whistling. That really is weird. Um, yeah. You know, and it did come up as human, but who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, the howl. Um, yeah. I, I'm, you know, understand that. I really think that, you know, I, I don't believe for one second they're hoaxed. Right. Uh, like I said, I'm a pretty good judge of character and have a lot of discernment when it comes to speaking to witnesses and, uh, you know, just the, the communication, the full disclosure, like, man, I got their address. She gave me their address. Yeah. She sent me a- an Apple map of the locations of where the cameras were. That's why I was able to put that on a Google map. I was able to match it up to the Google map um, without labels on it. I mean, you know, a hoaxer won't give you their freaking address. No. No, they won't give me their names. Yeah, you know they won't answer questions. Not only did I, I she answer questions, but she had company coming over today. But she says, "Let me, I'll, you know, I'll have a few minutes. I'll call you." And we spent yeah. twenty minutes on the radio. Uh, on the radio, we spent twenty minutes on the phone talking about what she is experiencing, well, what you know, her yeah. experience as a child, you know, her trip to the Ohio Bigfoot conference, and how you know she was kind of went in there with a lot of trepidation. And then she's like, wow, people really did have some very grounded data and, and experiences. So, um, and then again, her her disliking of hoaxers, because that was discussed on some of my podcasts well, and on my my Bigfoot Influencers podcast. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's, do I get the feeling? Of, yeah. There's a lot of green flags there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wasn't looking says- to, she wasn't sitting there saying, this is a Bigfoot. No, she was there saying I don't know what this is. What do you think? Do you think maybe? Yeah. yeah so when, when somebody comes out again, what's their, what are they looking for? Some validation they're not looking yeah. for. And like I said, I wrote back to her. I said, they're very interesting. They're very compelling to me. Yeah. Um, you may have something I'm not saying you do, but you, you may have something. Right. Um, keep up, keep it up. Anything else happens. Drop me a line. We'll evaluate that as well. Yeah. You know, so do I think this is a hoax or no? Because the the claims aren't big. Um, they didn't hold back anything. They emailed me the photo, the video files. They emailed me the photos, the original raw photos, because I can sit there and see right on there. It says IMG dash whatever number it is. So I know that these came right off the phone, right to me. The same thing with the with the videos as well. So I, I don't, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I meant to do that earlier, but I got tied up trying to get this line going today. Does, does a woman have activity near her home? So with 
quick question of that. Let me go to. Um, well, to me, this. the whistles are interesting and it's intriguing. It's worth more more investigation of the area. I think the the uh, the coyote howl or the howl uh, doesn't sound exactly right for a coyote. So that that is interesting. And that's also worthy of more investigation. I like them. I like them. I, I don't. I think she's definitely worth uh, got an area they're worth looking into. But the whistles was really that's interesting. You know. So, um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, you don't know. It could be a prank. Somebody could be playing a prank on them. It's possible. And that's one of the things you have to look into. You know, is the neighbor messing with me? But if they've got like a 600-acre piece of property there, and this stuff is happening at night, more than likely somebody's not going out just to prank their web or their uh, their deer cam or now I, I do know from looking at this that there is at least one there's not a lot of reports in the BFRO database um of uh, uh sightings in Jackson County. There is one. There's a lot in the adjacent counties. Yeah. Um but there was one and coincidentally it was a what they call a class B and it was a howl. <laughs> so somebody heard a howl that that yeah. Shut everything up, including the frogs. Yeah. So very, very interesting. So that answers that question. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, it is that time. We yeah. need to get off the the radio or the the, the horn here. But everybody, uh, again, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy yep. your time with your family. Um, you know, and uh, life is short. Life is precious. Um, so please, please, please enjoy your time with your family. Spend the time with your family. And if you're not, don't spend it alone. Go to a friend's house. Take that yeah. invite. Yeah. Um, have a good time. Enjoy your life. And um, celebrate another year and have some turkey. And Or chicken and, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm doing, Chris? I am actually frying a turkey this year. Oh, yeah. Those are good. John fried one of those for me one year. Oh, man. I got a fresh turkey being brined now as we speak. Yeah. So I pick it up on Wednesday, and Thursday she gets dropped in the peanut oil. Wow. Oh, man. 40 minutes, and we got a nice, crispy, delicious turkey. Be ready for a treat, man. I mean, they're they're really good. And... uh, See, what was it? John smeared the outside of the turkey with hot sauce and then dropped him in the deep fryer. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful and brown and Delicious. it was juicy. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm getting hungry now just thinking about it. Well, what I like is I'm brining mine, so it's going to be yeah. in that nice salt water and yeah. spice water soaking in that. Yeah. And then I pull it out, dry it off, rub it with some spices, stick it in the fridge till the next morning because it's not a frozen turkey. And then put the device in it and drop it down. And then, of course, we're going to have my my uh, homemade mac and cheese, my 
my Brussels sprouts, of course, candied yams and some butternut squash and yeah. some mashed potatoes and stuffing and all topped off with some delicious ricotta pies and pumpkin pie. Oh, man. I may go ahead and spring for a turkey. I don't know. It's, <laughs> the, uh, it, it just seems like, you know, once a year is plenty. You know, for no, that's why, that's why I'm getting a fresh turkey. <laughs> Yeah, we're not gonna gonna drop any uh, frozen turkeys in the deep fryer. Yeah. That's a, that's that's a good uh, a good <sighs> message there, Steve. Too. Yeah, make sure your turkey there is completely thawed before putting it in the deep fryer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why this turkey has never been frozen. So, yeah, right from oh, farm man. to uh, to the pine. Oh, this to my this is going to be awesome. Yeah, and I'll I'll have some pictures next week. And I'll uh, probably be about 10 pounds heavier. So. <laughs> and you know what I ate for the first time since my uh, surgery? What, today? What? I had tacos. Okay. Crunchy. Yeah. Oh, so good. Good. Believe it or not, I have easy. I, I actually eat crunchier stuff better than I do chewier stuff. Yeah. But I'll get used to it. Oh, yeah. So anyway. All right, folks. On behalf of everybody here on Squatch D, Chris, do your thing. Uh, well, we want to thank everybody for being with us tonight. Uh, we appreciate you. Appreciate everybody in chat. You guys make the show. Uh, it's always an honor to have you in here. Uh, if it's the first time watching the show on YouTube, uh, you know, give us a subscribe. Uh, punch that like button. Everybody hit that like button. Yeah, on the way out, please hit the like button. It, it really helps us helps get found it. in the algorithm. Sure does. Without that, uh, we get lost in YouTube, and nobody will ever know we're and, ever and here. If you got nothing to do tomorrow or whatever, you know, we'll leave a comment. We'll approve it. Yeah, get it up there. Um, and there's a reason why I approve the comments because we have trolls that sometimes come in and say yeah, yeah. things. Especially yeah, don't worry. Your your comment will be up there. Yep. And you know, even if you say Chris sounds like a hillbilly, it's okay. You're damn straight. <laughs> that's going up there. <laughs> uh, everybody have a great Thanksgiving we'll see you next time alright folks and on behalf of everybody here at Squatch DTV everybody have a wonderful week stay healthy keep happy and of course happy Thanksgiving and of course is it Chris keep on Squatching catch y'all next week 9pm Eastern Sunday night SquatchDTV.com Hey folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.